0: Welcome to the Peace Growth Here Podcast. I'm your host, Yelena Fafiladas, with my Blooming Heart Hypnotherapy and Coaching. And this is a place for you if you're looking for business strategies, emotional wellness, advice, and stories from fellow ladies entrepreneurs. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the episode two, number two solo episode that I've ever done so far. In today's one, we're going to be talking about the self-talk and the importance of learning how to shift into more of a resourceful state, especially when we encounter negative self-talk like self-criticism, self-doubt, guilt, you name it. And I already started talking about this idea of how our nervous system states. Our physiological state and our self-talk are connected in that previous, in my first episode, solo one, a couple weeks ago. So you can go back and release into it again. I'm not going to go too deeply down this topic. I just want to shift right into the element of the self-talk in those relationships. So what I was talking about is how if we want to achieve an optimal functioning for life, business, everything, we want to be able to regulate ourselves. And the regulation I'm talking about here consists of taking care of two elements of how we feel. Our nervous system, is it feeling safe? Is it feeling triggered? And our self-talk. And in today's episode, as I already said, I'm going to be explaining how we can use the self-talk to stay with that optimal functioning state. Because we all talk to ourselves at all times. You probably already noticed about that about yourself. And there are times when we talk to ourselves nicely and there are times we're not doing that. And actually it is not serving us at all, even though we might be thinking that we are, when we, let's say, criticizing ourselves, preventing ourselves in this way to make more mistakes in the future. I feel like that's what our parents thought when they reprimanded us, but apparently it doesn't really work that way, actually. And I'm going to be talking about it a little more later in this episode. When we self-criticize, we actually trigger our nervous system because it feels like an attack. We are attacking ourselves, even though mentally. And while we are not helping ourselves to regulate, we're actually doing the opposite, we're further driving ourselves into the state of dysregulation when we're criticizing ourselves. That's why self-compassion is that thing when it comes to anxiety in any other stressful situation that we're going through in life. But of course it's easier said than done to switch our negative talk to positive self-talk, especially if we have been having this habit of talking down to ourselves so i'm gonna be later in this episode talking about the practice that we can do to shift not just to a more positive and supportive self-talk but to actually what i call a resourceful state which is more than just a talk it is multi-dimensional it has an experiential component to it that makes all difference so But let's start with talking about what self-talk is, right? Of course, we all know what it's about. We have encountered it many times throughout the day. A lot of times we're not conscious, but it is there. It's our inner voice, right? It's part of our stream of consciousness. It allows us to process and understand what's going on around us. We make sense by talking to ourselves of the world around us. And why it is important again, it is it has a huge impact on our mood. We can talk ourselves into anxiety, depression, and continue being stuck in those states if we are not careful how we talk to ourselves. Because our self-talk doesn't only create stories about our life that not necessarily true, but also, as I said earlier, impacts our nervous system state, which has everything to do about with how we feel and The example that I like to give to all of my clients because I work with anxiety a lot is how anxiety perpetuates itself. Anxiety is a state, is a mood. And a lot of times when we're anxious, the self-talk is worrying and criticizing ourselves among other things. And as I already said, worrying and self critique particular feels like an attack to our system they tend to retrigger it into more dysregulation and not less and the problem with that is not just that when we worry let's say let's talk about worrying for a moment it re our nervous system into a state of threat feeling like in a survival mode threatened activated unsafe and then that, in return, makes our self-talk darker and more scarier. And then they go back and forth in this cycle, reinforcing each other to the point that we panic, that doesn't really feel good in a moment. It actually influences our decisions. Our mood in general has everything to do with our actions. And when we are in a bad mood, in an anxious mood, we are less capable of making clear decisions and acting on them i don't know about you but i notice about that about me at all times and this is why i'm such a big advocate for people learning the tools how to talk themselves into calm but not just talk to feel into tap into and that requires a bit of a more of a shift than just talking to ourselves and why it's important to really be aware of how we get to the mood that we're in and take the right actions to get out of it because let's say if i'm anxious and like one of my clients very recently and i'm she was having a difficult moment in her business at that time feeling kind of lost and anxious about feeling that um being lost not knowing what to do next exactly things been going well for her relatively speaking but there was a glitch in her system and how her whole business was running and she was not able to move on from that even with all the advice that she was giving from her business coach and we realized that she was basically self-sabotaging herself because her anxiety caused her not to take the right actions, procrastinating, she ended up with procrastinating, that eventually influenced how she felt about herself in general, meaning that her inability, her inactivity to take actions made her update her self-identity in a not most pleasant way sense of it all she felt like a failure she felt like um she uh was an imposter why she definitely wasn't and of course if she was gonna be in that self-identity long enough that would eventually become her destiny right because she would then color everything that she was going to do about her life and her business through those lens through those l- Uh, glasses of anxiety and self-sabotage and this is something that we definitely don't want to do and how do we undo this sequence how do we undo the negative sequence and actually replace All of those components, actions, self-identity, destiny, with the positive elements, the one that actually create the light that we want, is that we do it by choices, small and big. And in this particular episode, I'm going to be talking about the small choices that we make that lead us to either living a negative self-fulfilling prophecy when we self-sabotaging ourselves or a positive one when we are doing whatever it is possible in our control to create a life worth living for ourselves, to move to more a calmer, more optimal state of functioning, and to create a sweet spot for our nervous system. This is the state that I was already touching upon in a previous episode, and I personally don't know what is that, that sweet spot for you when you are feeling at your best in your nervous system, in your mind, in your whole being. But I think you can definitely agree that we can engage into sweet self-talk to help ourselves to be in that place. And of course, what comes to mind um, when you think about the sweet self-talk for me personally, and this is where I advocate for everybody in my life and my clients especially, is when we are self-compassionate. That's a really a good example. Well, when we encounter a difficulty, even let's say something happens and the email that you sent out is somehow has broken links in it or something else is that it's not functioning. And a lot of times, especially when we are dealing with a stressful situation already, We tend to go uh, into self-critical mode and um, beat ourselves up for not checking all the links and saying, oh my God, but this is like a, you know, another reason why I'm not going to succeed and blah, 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 you know, instead we can actually shift gears and take a moment and recognize that this is the moment of suffering and that everybody suffers, everybody makes quote-unquote mistakes, and ask ourselves what we can do differently. How can we talk to ourselves differently in this moment to actually move through it in a most optimal state? Another example of positive, sweet self-talk that brings us to a sweet space is when we actually take a moment in the morning and give ourselves a good, positive, cheering talk like, you can do this, you got this, you have this important... So let's say I have this important um, presentation. I'm actually going to be leading a group of people into a, an event by setting up the space in two days. What I'm going to be doing for the next couple of days is to remind myself that I'm capable. I'm not really good at... Um, you see, I'm already creating my own state by saying, I'm not really good at this. This is where we have to catch ourselves. I was going to say that I'm not really good with crowds. I'm really very comfortable with one-on-one, but with crowds, I'm not that comfortable. But I'm really good at it. I'm not that comfortable. So that's why in the next few days, I'm going to be sweet-talking myself into an optimal state that will allow me to actually perform best when I have to go and do it. So. Why do we want to talk to ourselves sweet? Because of course, duh, it helps us regulate our nervous system, our physiological state and just perform at our best at all times and just feel happy. Come on. It's about enjoying ourselves. Our businesses is just a, not another reason to work, work ourselves to death. It's something that brings us joy. Ultimately, that's why we started it all. And why this is why we want to go back there. And what are those three skills that we necessarily we need to cultivate when we want to be able to shift our self-talk into more sweet supportive self-talk is of course we got to start with noticing our self-talk when it's negative because we want to and that's the skill number 2 acknowledge it see it for what it is and interrupt it and we interrupt it by the skill number three by inserting a supportive self-talk instead. But you can already know that shifting into more of a supportive self-talk, it's easier said than done a lot of times. It's not just one trick that can help us to just shift our whole state into more of a positive one when we are having a difficult day. If it was like that, we wouldn't have this conversation right now. I wouldn't be recording this episode. We wouldn't have to talk about states and moods such as depression and anxiety because we wouldn't get stuck. We just change our story in this very moment. And the thing is, you can actually do that. It's a skill that we got to build though. It doesn't really happen overnight. And this is also the reason why when we give ourselves, I don't know if you tried that, positive self-affirmation, they don't necessarily work because we don't really have um, something behind it that is very important to power them. And this is when I tell people that it's not about necessarily supportive self-talk in this very moment when you're shifting out of the negative story that you run about yourself and your mind, I'm a failure, I'm afraid, I'm this and this and that, but it's about shifting to a different state, to a resourceful state, as I call it. And what is a resourceful state? And this is just my definition. You can have a different one. A resourceful state is actually my sweet spot as well, Uh, is where you feel capable and confident. You feel calm, centered, and comfortable in your body. Your mind is clear and you are able to generate all kinds of options and make solid decisions. This is where I feel pretty resourceful. And what is the difference between supportive slash resourceful self-talk and resourceful state is that in resourceful state we have this shift to more of a feeling experience ourselves as capable we're not just talking to ourselves saying that we're capable we're actually feeling that way it's a whole body mind spirit shift to embodying that state and there is one tool that I teach my clients on how to embody that state and it's (laughs) self-hypnosis. I'm a hypnotherapist after all and why I love self-hypnosis. is not just because it helps us to build that resourceful state that we can shift to on cue when we are having a difficult date and reverse this uh, negative self-talk and actually help our mood and feel better feel more motivated feel more supported and just good about our business and our lives it is also eventually if we stick with using it helps us to break down those beliefs that we have internalized From other people, experiences that we have or haven't that tell us that we are less than, that we are not capable. And that's something I've been doing with my clients and myself a lot as a recovering introvert. Even though I have nothing against being introvert, I definitely see how my belief that I wasn't capable of talking in front of other people is still playing out. Like I was just giving you an example about this event that I'm about to lead um, the very first minutes of it, um, stopped me from being visible when I was younger. And I'm definitely working to uncouple those beliefs and help uh, stop them from influencing my mood and my actions. So in terms of the self-hypnosis, I'm just going to give you a shortest one-on-one preview of what it's about. And then we're going to do, uh, practice of shifting into a resourceful state also quite an abridged further version for this episode but you can also go to my blog on mybloomingheart.com and there is a blog post from december 1st it's all about the self-talk is how to do it and all the steps are in there so check that out and going back to what self-hypnosis is so unfortunately ladies and guys i cannot give you a straight definition of what it is about because there is none and of course people want to have definitions for everything because it makes our lives easier but with self-hypnosis it's just like with love hope joy and everything is an experience and it's a subjective experience so this is the first thing to to take in with you and absorb because as soon as I give you a definition of self-hypnosis you will be looking for those things in your experience and discard everything else that doesn't seem like it applies but your experience is unique and I actually want to celebrate it and highlight it as it is because this is yours and this is how you turn inward into more resourceful stage and as long as you know the elements that reliably repeat themselves from one self-hypnotic experience to another, even across different people, you are good to go. So what are those three elements that comprise a self-hypnotic experience for most people, if not all, and those, what I'm about to say everything they already know, it is number one, suggestion, number two, imagination, and number three, Focus, suggestion, imagination, and focus. That's just like the elements that repeat themselves and we we'll work with them because we're one we're one to accomplish one task in self-hypnosis. And this is to imagine, think and feel along with the suggestions. This is how you put all of them together to imagine, think, and feel along with a suggestion, of course, and a more of a focused state. Because if you are trying to build that state while you like, I don't know, multitasking in some other way, maybe on social media, that will definitely detract from your ability to build that state efficiently. And this saying, to imagine, think, and feel along with a Suggestion is from the book Strategic Self-Hypnosis by PhD Roger Strauss, which the book I I recommend everybody. It's not new, but it's definitely the most straightforward one, the one that I have seen and read on the market so far. And before we get into the practice, I just want to point this out. Self-hypnosis is not a new tool. Yes, it's been packaged, especially by hollywood as this like sensational something that controls people's mind but it's not really that hypnosis itself and self-hypnosis in particular is just using the same very mechanism that we use all the time just unconsciously is the device of um our self-dialogue of thinking feeling and imagining that we use to make sense of what's going on in our life make meaning of what's happening to then continue on we perceive situation in certain ways for a reason and it's the main reason is that we have to do something about them and for us to do something about them we need to understand what they're trying to tell us and we use our minds our thinking imagining feeling to do so at all times so self-hypnosis is just about how to use that process strategically and consciously to help ourselves feel better do better in life regardless of what circumstances are because this is what we can influence the most our inner self-talk our inner atmosphere And from that point on, we can do better influencing their circumstances around us. And of course, I can give you so many examples right now, especially when it comes to anxiety and business. So many times in my business, and it's still a very new one, I've been throughout the moments of like very low income month that of course would turn me back at me and ask me like what's wrong with me why is not happening why is this this weird stuckness that I'm experiencing right now what is not working maybe maybe I am to blame for it and of course there is more that I can learn at all times but at the same time the meanings that i was making out of those situations was not helpful they actually were bringing me down and i was becoming my own negative self-fulfilling prophecy because i would then procrastinate not reach out for help not brainstorm just like get real down and depressed even on top of being anxious and if only i could shift gears and take a little more control by my self-talk I would go back to a more of a sweet spot a state that allows me to keep moving despite anything and this is the best in my humble opinion skill that we can have when we're entrepreneurs just to continue pushing for it despite everything especially what's going on in our mind and our lives in addition to that so Let's say we are building that resourceful state that we now want to shift in on cue instead of just a supportive self-talk that we don't necessarily believe in. So first of all, we've got to define our problem. What is this This driving our self-talk? There is something that is underneath it all that it's pushing. And mind you, it doesn't really require that much deep self-work. Of course, there is why we have coaches and therapists, the one that help us to sit down and talk through that, especially if there is a lot of complexity to what we're dealing with. But a lot of times you can just take a moment and inquire, okay, I'm noticing this pattern of self-talk. It's reoccurring. And even if it's not reoccurring, if it's particularly bitter and vicious, like what is, what is behind it? And for my client that I work with recently, she understood that her go, 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 go mode was driven by the self-talk that was whispering to her that, oh my God, I am so afraid of failure, and it was, of course, a feeling component to it, too, that fear. And the discomfort of it all just pushes me to work overtime. Not a pleasant state, right? With discomfort, a fear of not knowing how it all going to play out and the self-talk was like okay you gotta go you gotta work you gotta like oh no no breaks no break honey just like keep on doing this thing and of course it was driving her to a state of self um, burnout that we don't want to go because it's much harder to get out of burnout than just from the momentary self-talk that is happening in the moment so I asked her so like what do you want to do instead what kind of a state and self-talk you want to be doing instead what if you didn't have that self-talk going what would you be doing instead because we can't just ask ourselves like okay I don't want it all right you don't want it I get it but like what will be there instead of this because we to imagine something we have to know what we're imagining and of course first she was thinking oh you know if I had a million dollars I wouldn't feel this way I wouldn't have this fear but I ask her like okay but this is not what's happening right this moment of course I don't know you can get that million tomorrow but it's more of that circumstance and people that outside of our control how can we control a little more about what you do and how you feel and she said, of course, if I won the lottery, of course, she didn't really say that, but just to drive this point across one more time, I want to say how the person, when they say, if I had a million dollars, if I won a lottery, if everything was for perfect, just fine, is taking responsibility off themselves for their state and putting it as something that they don't really control directly, and this is disempowering, and the practice that I want to teach you about building this resourceful state is about putting this back on you the responsibility and ability with it as well so i'm like honey okay we're we talking about the internal shift that you want to cultivate that will allow you self talk to shift and be supportive she said okay you know if i wasn't feeling that fear and i wasn't uncomfortable with it what i would be doing instead i would be feeling comfortable with uncertainty straightforward like that i would be feeling comfortable with uncertainty this is an internal shift that she was going to and i asked her okay so what belief would enable you to do that and she said she took a moment and this is something that you can do in your mind after you uncover what is it that an internal shift that you're looking for is as well what would be a believer would enable me to make that shift. And for her, it was feeling supported, feeling taken care of, feeling like she can handle everything. This is the belief. I'm supported. I'm taken care of. I can handle it all gracefully. So I said, all right, now we have what we're going for, what we are cultivating here. And when you are embodying that belief what would be different this is it this is the simplest and the most profound and deepest tool at the same time of us really tapping into that state of what will happen when we have it and there are questions seven questions that i like to ask people to really start embodying that state and this is where you do your self-hypnosis you're not just answering them logically so to say you can actually write down your answers that's very helpful but you are imagining and feeling with those questions as you're answering them and i'm gonna try to put them in the show notes as long as i can fit them but they're also in that blog post that i'm mentioning about that i'm probably gonna write another one a fresher one too just so that you can have easier time finding it so those questions and i'm gonna tell them in rapid fire right now um, and then you can go back them to uh, explore them a little more just for the sake of timing so imagine and feel with those questions to embody the belief and cultivate the resourceful state the question number one what would I notice when I'm fully embodying this belief how would my actions be different how thoughts how my thoughts or self-talk would be different? that i'm going to be engaging in how would i know that i'm embodying this belief what signs my body would give me when i'm embodying this belief what be, would be who would be the first person to know that this, this changes in me how would they know how would i show it what difference would they observe what changes would occur in my perspective there was more than seven questions but as a result of answering them into this imaginative manner actually experiencing your answers not necessarily have to visualize and this is not what I'm trying to say self-hypnosis is not about visualization only if you skill at it go ahead but it's more about feeling the change happening and when you have that when you really arrive at this state of when you have answered those questions, this is going to be your resourceful state. And then you're going to name it. And then you come up with a gesture for it. For her, it was the state of I'm supported. I'm safe. That was the name for it. And the gesture was putting her hand on her heart just to combine those words, this feeling with something more physical and with mental component as well. When we name it and when we give it a physical gesture we just put it all together we um, imprint it onto our being in the best way possible in the way that we can remember better and then I invite my clients to actually imagine themselves in the future situations using it when the next time will you need it okay the next time you're going to need it is when you wake up and look at your to-do list and instead of Feeling like this push into go, go, go mode, you actually take a moment, put a hand on your heart, say those words, I'm supported, I'm safe, I can handle everything gracefully and take a moment and shift into more of a resourceful state. And imagine doing yourself before you actually do that and then fast forward and do it a few times, rewire your future self basically, and then check in with yourself with that initial initial internal shift that you were going for. Do you feel more comfortable with uncertainty now in this particular case? And after we did this practice, you actually did. And then lastly, to close it, you make an agreement with yourself to use it. Like it goes like this, next time I notice the self-talk and I want to shift into more comfort with uncertainty, I'm going to say the name of my resource, I'm going to make this gesture, and I'm going to take a moment and shift into this state and I will notice the difference. Why it is important to know the difference and the reward of doing this practice is because our brain is reward-driven. It's going to repeat, it's going to make an habit of everything that we are enjoying doing that conducive to its survival basically in its terms so this is how you change your negative self-talk and empower empower your physiological state as well to be in this regulated sweet spot as you notice when your state begin to shift when you notice that negative self-talk creeping in or your nervous system becoming a little overly activated, shifting to more like maybe fear, maybe anger, maybe any other state that is not very regulated, acknowledge it. It's here now. We don't want to push it away. We just acknowledge it and then you use your anchor for the resourceful state that you have cultivated. The name, the gesture, the deep breath and See the difference, feel the difference, break the pattern of negative self talk and feeling bad like this so it loses its power over you. And in terms of worry, if you are a warrior, what it does is it actually contains those worry thoughts in this very moment and brings you back to the present. And everybody can use being brought back into the present, especially when we worry, especially when we're anxious, because we don't want to give those fears thought and energy more than they deserve we can problem solve but there is a point when we move beyond problem solving into worrying and this is where we need to check in with ourselves and shift into more a resourceful state and break the pattern between the worry and the fear that drives us into anxiety and change it into more of a supportive self-talk that is a a natural consequence of that resourceful state. And in turn, it helps our physiological state to move into more of a feeling good, feeling safe state. And here we are, we are arriving at the sweet spot in our nervous system and our bodies and our minds that allows us to function in the best way possible and continue our day, our life, despite whatever is going on in it and take action. To make it better. So I hope it was helpful. Um for the sake of time, I'm just gonna go for right now. If you wanna delve, favorite chat tpt word right there, more into this practice and do it with me. Please go to the blog post December first and the one that will be posted on the same day as this episode comes out for more directions on how to do that. So hypnosis practice and in a week from this episode being posted i'm gonna actually be gonna do a workshop this is the first saturday the second saturday after this episode is posted so look in the show notes and see the link for to register for the workshop so we can do this together there you're going to have an opportunity to ask me questions and bring your own particular problems into the room and we can talk about how can you cultivate a resourceful state for you specifically thank you so much for listening i'm wishing you to be all in the sweetest spot possible you got this we got this i'll talk to you in the next episode stay tuned (laughs) And if you like this episode, you can help me to spread the word about it. Feel free to leave a review and share about it with a friend. I really appreciate your support. Thank you.